welcome from across all points of time to your Loki podcast by Fantastic Geek, the official unofficial voice of the Marvel Cinematic Community. My name is Matt, and joining me from his spoiler throne is Spoiler Pete. Hello, Pete. Wow, what an introduction there. Hello, Matt. Hello, everyone. Here today to talk Season 2 series of Loki, which it seems an awful lot like that's all of, but we'll get to that in due course. And indeed, Pete, last weekend we wrapped season four of Lower Decks, Sunrise, Sunset, just as Star Trek is ramping up for production of season three of Strange New Worlds to film. Pete, you are the story spoiler 99 times out of 100. I have a much lower batting average in general, even when it comes to production stuff. I would like to propose that we get season 3A at some point this summer, even if summer is the first weekend in September, that sort of thing. I think we're going to see this season split in two and that we're going to get it sooner than not. Do it. I mean, we have... Punch it? You're supposed to say punch it when we talk about Strange New Worlds. (laughs) We have cast members uh, looking for... Uh, parking spots in Toronto, uh, so filming would seem to be uh, imminent, which is great news after uh, the SAG after a strike has now been settled. Uh, scripts were ready. They were ready to shoot prior to both strikes. They were days away. Um, so, yeah, they're going to get this going and uh yeah you know hopefully before the holidays uh but thank goodness matt uh star trek prodigy season one is going to save christmas on netflix look i have not been a huge prodigy fan and i think that's okay i look at this list of all these star trek shows it's made for all kinds of different people and not necessarily all the same people all the time uh and I, to be honest, I have not watched all of Prodigy Season 1 when it was on uh, All Access slash Paramount+. Plus. You betcha, if only just to make a point, you betcha I'm going to be watching Prodigy Season 1 on Netflix. Um, if only to soak in the Star Trek and soak in the Netflix success here and so forth. Um, it's a great ending to ending slash continuation to the prodigy story given that you know things were dire with its cancellation and so forth so just you know great a great moment and a great future for this show its second season coming to netflix sometime in 2024 we'll have to see as to when and maybe more star trek to uh netflix eventually let's not forget that uh netflix helped to birth Star Trek Discovery, which will wrap its uh, fifth and final season in 2024 as well. But Matt, our The Marvels podcast is up, wherein we talk about the movie that, if people have seen it, they enjoyed it. As did you and I. Uh, It was a jolly time at the movies, lots of fun to be had. Lately, I have not always listened to every minute of the podcast that we have done, just with the two a week and busy times in the real world and so on and so forth. I felt like after we had recorded it the next day or two when it was, you know, when I saw it there on my phone, I was like, I kind of want to revisit that conversation. I had fun re-listening to it. I had fun reflecting on the movie. 
Um, and it's just, I think everybody just has a smile on their face after they experience this movie. Uh, hopefully, ditto for our podcast about it. And hopefully, we'll have greater word of mouth here, and maybe there's not such a big drop off week to week. And this film finds it has some legs. Um, speaking of saving Christmas, Matt, uh, I will once again take credit now. Yeah, Pete, uh, about what question mark <laughs> or about what exclamation point accurately predicting that, uh, we will have, uh, more Marvel, uh, what if season two now formally announced, uh, one a day beginning, uh, Friday, December 22nd. Don't call it a burn off, Pete. Call it a present under the tree. <laughs> or it was wording to that effect because I don't want to sound like I'm mixing Christmas and Hanukkah and so forth. But definitely was like, look for a new episode a day for nine days. You know, so Pete, it's it's a it's a present a day for nine days, uh, not a burn off. Um, I'll take it. I don't know look, I don't know what makes sense for these shows and how Nielsen now records numbers and so forth. Pete, there's not a whole lot of other stuff on. Uh, looking forward to watching an episode a day. We will announce soon the plan, probably eerily similar to the Echo plan, on how we're going to chop, uh, you know, chop up or chop together, join together uh, our, our What If podcast adventure. But uh, I'll take it. It's a. I don't want to say it's unexpected because I listen to Spoiler Pete, but I will take it nonetheless. Yes, uh, Matt behind the scenes has been so careful. Like, all right, Loki has has ended and there's nothing we have tethered to an actual date other than uh echo and even before that was even more frantic behind the scenes like we can do this and we can do that and we can do this and i'm like it's all gonna take care of itself echo what if pretty soon i'm sure we're gonna get a star trek discovery date uh, but yeah, now we have these things, but on the Marvel end, all of this brings us to our special state of the Marvel cinematic universe, uh, which we will run tomorrow on the pop culture podcast. But now let's talk Loki. Yeah. This six episode outing, uh, certainly much anticipated. I, I would quibble with the production timeline that it took as long as it did to get season two out. Um, I know that season one was wrapped up, you know, season one interrupted by COVID, but finished finished when there was back to work and so forth. So I'm certainly sensitive to the COVID effect on, you know, and then this one had these three projects lined up. He needed to finish Loki season one and all of that. But Pete, we got it. I don't think there was any major uh, loss in viewership numbers. And it was a little bit less or, or whatever, but I don't think that this show was damaged by the two and a half years in between seasons. I don't think that this show was damaged by, I don't think that the story of the show was greatly damaged by the Jonathan majors news still ongoing. Still, I believe yet to start court, etc. I know I had some weeks where it was a little difficult to separate you know, real world news and fake character stuff. But looking at this season as a whole, it, it came at a good time. The bite was good. The meal was good. And I feel satisfied as we look back over our clean plates here. And seems from the statements coming out that it was always intended to just 
the two seasons that this is it. Of course, it made history as the first of these Marvel Studios shows to get a second season. Uh, no announcement of a third. Eric Martin uh, describing this as the second half, the bookend of two books um, and the closure we get. I mean, the the mic drop of naming the final episode the same title as the initial episode and the way everything comes full circle, I, I think, you know, we can say this is it. Yeah, and justice done with the character in a way that in the scope of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I think it's rare to have this sort of beginning, middle, end. I mean, Tony Stark comes to mind. Uh, Captain America comes to mind. And certainly others have had many story arcs of a beginning, middle, and end and so forth. But I think that, um, and conversely, some characters, let's say Doctor Strange, the benefit of the voyage still continues. So they haven't needed to end yet. But I think that I think that we've gotten everything that we would want to get out of Loki, the character. I would not be opposed to him showing up in some sort of God of Time capacity in the future. Is there an argument that that might be confusing? Is there an argument through the lens of the Marvel's box office that if you try and tie too much to Disney Plus shows that were out a year or two years ago that it confuses the audience? We'll let those folks figure all that out. If this is what we're getting for Loki, if this is what we have gotten from 2010 forward, uh, it's been a heck of a ride, and I have few regrets. There is no doubt in my mind that Tom Hiddleston will return to the MCU at some point down the line. I would guess the Avengers movies that are coming, real good landing spot here when you need to bring them in. Um, all sorts of rumblings. Are they caping with Kang? Are they moving on from that? Will there be a head fake, a misdirect? We don't know at this point. Anybody who's telling you they do, they don't. Um, but this gives them a lot of different avenues they can go in. Um, and Tom Hiddleston, you know, the arc that he's gotten with this character to go from the original Thor film to here, to get his own series, to have this redemption arc now um it is complete as presented there's there's no more story for this series yes could you get them together and go on another adventure and matt you'll never believe there's a problem with the something at the tva yes you could um we know we're going to see the tva in a future film they will be is it maybe the only Marvel film that's going to come out in 2024? <laughs> we won't be spoiler, but can we narrow it down to that? <laughs> um, super hopeful that we'll get more Mobius at some point. Love to see uh, more of our supporting cast. Just don't know, okay? But that we even got a second season, that there was more to this. I think our cup runneth over from there. And the unique presentation in particular of this season and the way that we fleshed out uh, both character and story 
uh, from the first season. It's something to th- it's something to sit back and reflect on in in the life of a life of an actor, the life of a production, and so forth. Um, Owen Wilson has had three projects come out in 2023. Uh, the the indie movie Paint, where he's kind of sort of uh, a Bob Ross type, and then Haunted Mansion and Loki. And for Haunted Mansion and Loki, both he was not in a position to promote them to kind of do the movie star thing, the TV star thing of go to the shows or go to the ribbon cuttings. Like it's just, it's just, it, I, I just find that interesting to reflect on to hear he did all this work for going to England for Loki. And he's in most, if not all those episodes for season two. And there he is haunted mansion in Louisiana and all of that. And it kind of, I don't want to say both came and went. I know haunted mansion box office was, was pretty terrible. Then on Disney plus it was pretty amazing. So whatever that's why you get paid up front and you don't always take the profit participation but there there's that mixed in too that you know bringing it squarely back to loki season two um i think among other things you know for as sympathetic as we've been towards the 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 dual strikes and all of that you know the name of the show the name of the show is loki but it's actually you know marvel studios uh, possessive apostrophe Loki and it's that Marvel and you know the name recognition of Loki and so forth that's what got us here not kind of the availability of the actors which is somewhat contrary to the strike message but here we are Pete everybody's in peace and harmony now so it all worked out this friendship that evolved between Loki and Mobius and just to see things develop the way that they did you know from that initial apprehension uh you know as a a convict as a prisoner as a variant doing the wrong thing and then to have it move towards the place that we left it and again hopefully we're going to get more but if it's left that way that they had that time together that loki's still somewhat tearfully watching from afar that uh, Mobius has finally now embraced his point on uh, the sacred timeline and is checking that out. You know, there's, there's a real sense of completion. I, I just think it was the perfect place to leave them. Again, if they get swept up in another adventure, either, you know, for a third season or, into the films or even into another show um there's space for that but it's a real good uh leaving off point as i said last week i do take a little exception to the the fact that um that sylvie and mobius both are kind of at a at a pause point narratively when the show ends now of course we can figure out you know, Mobius stays and watches for theoretically the end of time, you know, till the end of the natural lives of the people he's watching. Then he goes back to the TVA or he immediately goes back to the TVA. It's a little, you know, deal for Sylvie. Where'd she go? What's she going to do? I, I think it's a little bit of a hedged bet against it. Pete, if what you have hinted at that TVA in Deadpool three doesn't necessarily mean, uh, Sophia DiMartino and Owen Wilson in Deadpool three then it's a little bit of a hedged bet to explain why they're not there. 
Um, but I, I'm willing to turn a blind eye in part because the the show beyond you know a Tom Hiddleston star or beyond a you know uh, written by Eric Martin and most of these episodes directed by Benson Moorhead you know it does have to do MCU things and if we do need to clear a little bit of a path for characters to not return in the next thing but we don't want to kill off Sylvie and Mobius so we're just going to leave it out there like that's just of the comic ethos you know I might not love it but it certainly is true to the the source genre the biggest injustice will be if Sophia DiMartino does not get to play Sylvie again. There's definitely more there. If I had a complaint, it's, you know, she asks what was the Nexus event in her life. She never gets an answer. Um, there's more story there. There's more meat on the bone. And gosh, you know, you look at the turn that she's taken as this character and become someone known internationally uh, for playing a variant of this other character that the show is based on a real, real breakout moment. Um, We're going to see her in other things, but gosh, let's see her again as Sylvie. And I know, I know the question that you are asking uh, is more what happened, not what if, but I feel like, you know, some question marks, because What If was always a two-season offering and so forth, and then they dropped an episode per season, which actually was two episodes off of season two because they did one from season one to season two, blah, blah, blah. But maybe we, maybe What If does not continue is my point, but it's the perfect place. You know, What If, I don't know, we'll come up with a framing question here. What if Loki witnessed Sylvie's uh, event? You know, mm-hmm. th- th- then you could do it, and you could do it with animation and twenty minutes. You know, like it could be like, oh, this yeah, was he's the tw- participated before with what if he's he's friendly with that operation, he's game for it. Could be a way to do it. Absolutely. And even if they're not, you go and get the voice double. You know, yep. and you don't you don't claim it's Hiddleston. You claim you credit the voice. Like the the story is there, and maybe it's a twenty one minute or instead of a twenty nine minute or you know, th- I feel like that's the place to do it, unless unless there's a overarching plan which i i i suspect there isn't because with marvel there's never been a huge marvel studios there's never been a huge huge overarching plan there's where we want to land and we kind of figured out along the way right people seem to have forgotten with all this concern over you know oh is kang uh in trouble and all that thanos was thrown in the end of the avengers on a whim there was no grand plan that you know six uh seven years later it's all gonna culminate no 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 and anybody who ever purports that is not in line with everything that actually occurred uh so things can change things can adapt and they kind of should given if things are as bad as maybe they're believed to be then uh, maybe things do need to change. Keep the circle close, keep things quiet, and then boom, you spring it on people. This as, uh, you know, casting rumors on Fantastic Four really flared up this week, but still nothing official, despite the fact you had people, uh, you know, pointing to tweets that, oh, this this actor's been cast. And then there's a disclaimer underneath it saying, no, they haven't. 
it, it well, and the the name you're not mentioning, Pedro Pascal, uh, linked via rumor, via heavy rumor to uh, uh, playing Mister Fantastic. And um, listen, I I don't think there's people listening who would be opposed to this at all. Okay, but it's not official, so don't tell me it is, and don't tell other people it is. I. I, I agree with you in spirit. I There is sometimes a thing in Hollywood, Disney in particular, but they all do it, where it's it's like, it's like metaphorically, it's Facebook official. Like, they change their statuses, but nobody's actually gone to the courthouse yet to get married, um, but it, but they're in a relationship. I feel like, I feel like by the time, let's just say it is Pedro Pascal, because here's the other option too. It's a hot rumor and it got out of control. And it's not, it's just, a, and maybe somebody was like, Pedro, come on by to Disney HQ now that we're in peace because we want to pat you on the back for such a great job on, on, uh, Mandalorian, you know, whatever it might be. But, um, I suspect that by the time it gets officially announced at a D23 at a San Diego Comic-Con, we're going to do a podcast and we're going to be like, Pete, I honestly don't remember the first time I heard this as being somewhat credible, like you know, was it right before Thanksgiving? I don't quite, you know, it's, we've had that happen before. So time will tell, but um, yeah, that's, it's always in motion. The future is. And as I said, on the, the podcast for the Marvels, I think a lot of these sins you can sweep away by saying, and maybe we don't know what we're going to do for the next Dr. Strange movie yet, but bring on the X-Men and if Doctor Strange shows up in X-Men 2, uh, then we'll have cool stuff figured out by then. Having Loki do what he did in this season two finale, though, could potentially springboard into all these different things. And, you know, in having him make the sacrifice, you know, wants to be with his friends, but now has to take the responsibility here, take the mantle, all right, grab all these threads, not sacrifice the people and the experience on them, but instead be responsible for them, uh, makes this all possible. It does, and again, not to repeat myself, I think that Marvel's figuring out how much Disney Plus story connectivity you're going to have, seeing as how financially the marvels has been shall we say negative um that said you know if at the end uh we'll, we'll, we'll just say deadpool 3 i don't know if that's what it would be but if, it, if at the end of deadpool 3 somebody has pressed the portal merge button or whatever whatever that is that's now going to set up the the giant crossover and then you give us a you know a secret scene where loki is there whipping the threads of time like they're the the reins on a horse and helping bring them together and people who don't know are like wait was that loki what just happened oh there's a show to explain that or if they're like there is loki who i did he die well there's loki doing loki stuff to help make it happen i think that's that's the kind of place where i think it's it's easiest to have loki appear again in an mcu film or i guess tv property for that matter this whole second season in which the characters time slippage early on the mystery and then ultimately the key to figuring things out, the snake eating its tail like nature and through the introduction of Kihi Kwan's 
Ouroboros, OB here, vital to telling this story. Yeah, such a great presence uh, on camera. And now, you know, strike suspended. A lot of these actors are going back to social media. I don't know that they are, like, doing their required PR as much as they're like, hey, I want to talk about this thing that a lot of you liked. Um, and Kihi Kwan's enthusiasm for talking about, you know, the, the the Marvel family and the time spent on set and all of that, you really, you know, his infectious enthusiasm has come through the screen there. And, and certainly, you know, he's been a, a high point in this season. And potentially somebody like... I don't, Pete, I don't know if you're not sharing more than you want to or if you've only been able to read the tea leaves to what degree uh, or to a certain degree. I feel like OB can be that person. Here's the TVA Deadpool 3. Here it is showing up in this show. Here it is showing up in the next movie. He can be he can be the Nick Fury of the TVA if you're like, and we've written Loki out and, you know, the, the, the Sylvie and Mobius, there's story reasons or there's money reasons or whatever it is. I feel like OB can be that guy. Given that the actor is uh, taken this week to saying, you know what? Hey, Kathleen Kennedy, I'd love to be in a Star Wars. I'm not sure that's the way it's going to go. But yeah, let's let's get this guy in Star Wars. I mean, I've talked about it before. I I really want to see a return uh, to short round. I'm super hopeful that's going to happen at some point. And he's got the clout to be able to command that and make it happen. It would never mean more. It's never more doable. But, you know, put him in Mandalorian Season 4. Put him in one of these other uh, spinoffs coming. Put him in the films. What have you. You know, this this is a performer who, you know, child actor, and we know so often that that goes away from them. That's fine. But continued to press... Uh, his initiative to work in this world, taking on stunt jobs, okay? And then he gets the role of a lifetime and comes back with the best supporting actor. And then here with Marvel, this renaissance, keep it going. Uh, but just another place here where the the greatness of this actor, his enthusiasm uh, on display. Obviously, his career at a high point, a high point of this season for me. Uh, and weirdly, although I get how TV and film are shot, but weirdly, the last episode filmed was 1893. Um, that Chicago World's Fair setting so great. And uh, Noel Gardner on Twitter had uh, spotted early on the connections there. And I would mentioned reading Devil in the White City. So while on the one hand, I think... I wished for more Chicago World's Fair stuff. They were using that setting to have, you know, two gods and some time travel and some, you know, like, okay, fair is fair. Super fun episode. The setting, fantastic. Um, I think, too, there was some story from the set. It might have been, um, it might have been, uh, I can't remember who it was. Somebody from the set, you know, was like, oh, they, everything is set dressed to the nth degree. There's even Chicago World Fair pamphlets that don't appear on screen, which is one of those things of like, wouldn't these shows be less expensive if you didn't like go 110% to make it beautiful if you don't have a plan to shoot the pamphlet? Then why do you spend money? Anyhow, regardless, great episode, great fun. 
and uh, obviously a pivot point for the season. Seeing, again, the evolution of the TVA and their spaces in this second season. Um, in particular, you know, you had the the big set of the, uh, what will we even call that, like the loom control room. And then, um, you know, adding the hallways, the war room, I think, was kind of, uh, you know, hey, we have these and then make it look like this space and that kind of thing. And then even down to the automat, you know, for, for two seasons, the sets that they had for the show, one obviously done in Atlanta, the other done in the UK, um, you know, absolutely exquisite. Yeah, I would be interested to know when they do share a Marvel Assembled at some point, did they ship some of the same sets over? Because not for nothing, you know, pack them up, their walls put three walls in a shipping container and send it off that sort of thing or is it was a brand new construction i'm just curious about that but yeah the tva felt more expansive this season rightfully so we spent way more time in it um and it was the focal point for many a showdown and so forth um yeah it's i i pete i feel a bit wistful at the notion that we might not see those see the tva as a place again um, I mean, obviously, there might be some some degree when we see the TVA return in future stories, but it's it's been a heck of a ride. And and again, returning to this theme of some minor suggestions, but no regrets on how these twelve episodes could have gone. To see you know them go to eighteen ninety three, the nineteen seventies portion with Brad and his premiere. Um, it's funny to think that uh, the, the scope in terms of time and then the exterior settings that they were able to explore there, albeit with the tricks of filmmaking, of cinema, uh, you know, somehow managed to up their game. Here is an area of want, and it's, I mean, it's about loki season two and loki the series um but also i think just the marvel shows in general this loki as a setup as a concept i would have loved it if we settled into a weekly episode sort of thing you still could have ended season one with he who remains um and you could have had the major portions of season two be similar but if it was like we need to get the four crystals in order to get to the end of time. Like, just something where it's like... What I'm trying to do, Pete, is piggyback off what you were saying in regards to the, the 1970s setting, where it's like, that's a fun place to go to. The McDonald's in the 80s, that's a fun place to go to. I'm not saying that there should have been the 1970s episode, the 1980s episode, but some of that... I wish that they were a bit more episodic in their thinking, as opposed to... Let's have a big movie script and then come with to be continued act breaks every 45 pages. And that's how we're going to you know pull out 45 minutes times six. Um, because, yeah, the 70s stuff held up. I wish there was more. The McDonald's stuff, you know, which was largely in the one episode, but, but kind of moved around a bit. That was fun. Obviously, the, the World's Fair episode, by and large, self-contained. Um, but yeah, that was just to Kevin Feige, who I'm sure is listening. That would be my note. 
could have done with a little bit of the more of the McDonald's stuff was hoping for. All right, so we mentioned the apple pie and and our new chicken McNuggets and stuff like that, but you know, to to what extent you're gonna product place retroactively, I guess it remains to be seen. Um, yeah, they still still they had that they had that that merch tie-in and so forth. So I, back I guess, in July, yeah. Well. <laughs> Yeah, there's. I have. I let me, let me this way. They didn't know when they were making it, and when they were, when they were making the the partnership, they didn't know that there was going to be a schedule change, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I guess smarter people than us should maybe future proof against that. But I would have thought we got more McDonald's too. That's a long way of saying that. Um, but Pete, from my thinking to other people's thoughts, uh, ran a poll on Twitter. Which side note, we're probably for what if and echo uh we will be doing polls on twitter and uh and threads with an eye towards you know uh we don't need to go too deep but twitter continues to slowly uh you know self damage itself courtesy of I, Elon I Musk. think to take from the show here a, a meltdown in progress yes. perhaps <laughs> yes meltdown in progress um somebody fixed it loki anybody <laughs> maybe some problems are too big even for the god of time uh, but Pete, here were people's thoughts. One kind of Mobius uh, fake mustache face, Fiji you trickster, got 0%. Two modest wows, like wow, got 0%. Three more impressed wows, pretty wow, got 9.5%. And then four starry-eyed smiling faces, wow, got 90.5%. Um certainly one of the one of the most enthusiastic polls that we've done at least in recent memory some replies here on twitter uh noel gardner major noel gardner at noel camille said it was an excellent season i really enjoyed the real world aspects uh the fair alcatraz the trip down memory lane mcdonald's tom has done a phenomenal job as loki and this was a great ending to his journey i think we may see the trickster again but that's a secret um and she has a little winky emoji there, so maybe Major Noel Gardner working on her her next rank up there as Major Spoiler Noel Gardner. I don't know. Um, wow. <laughs> I don't know. The Spoiler Army will just have to grow. Uh, but continuing here on Twitter, we hear from Spider Ham Lincoln at Tess LC one three nine. Simply put, it was a great season of a great Marvel TV series, and I'm very interested interested to see how the god of time slash the god of stories will affect the greater mcu going forward bravo indeed and last tweet comes from jordan at the mighty jor i watched the tom hiddleston interview with brandon davis and i was struck by how sincerely tom loves loki he has the most thoughtful relationship with the character and confirmed that he came up with the idea to say the line for you for all of us he will be back uh crossed finger emoji I don't think we need to cross fingers. I I feel in my heart we're going to see him again. It just makes too much space. They've kind of made it like this could be the end. We're going to see him again. Pete, what do you have from Blue Sky? Over on Blue Sky, Matt, Jack NYC uh, writes, Hi, Pete. Just giving you some feedback for your Loki Season 2 wrap-up show. It is still uneven as a season, but I look at it 
as Tom Hiddleston mentioned on Jimmy Fallon, that season two is a conclusion of both season one and season two. Then I think the writers did pull off what they wanted to achieve. I, I would agree with that sentiment and kind of the way he placed it. I, if I was voting in our Twitter poll, I don't know that I would have given four out of four, but I think, I think Jack is circling my sentiment in terms of, you know what, if this is the job they wanted to do, they did a, they did a really good job and it was, you know, fun was had along the way and all of that. Uh, Pete last communique about Loki, uh, to our email from Steve Adams, who says, uh, at one point I thought Loki would save the TVA by going back to the beginning and creating the TVA himself. Then I thought he would kill he who remains himself. Finally, I thought the god of mischief would become the god of time. And in a way he did, becoming the root of the tree, holding the branches together, was a clever way to bring his story to an end. At least I think it's ended, Steve says. Unless, of course, he manages to return yet again in one of the next Avengers movies as the final piece of the puzzle to end the uh, coming multiversal war. Anyway, his season was really enjoyable, even if it was pretty heavy on dialogue and existential questions. I do think we will see the TVA again, and I hope Sylvie makes a return somewhere. I wonder if, as Loki was gathering the branches, he was pulling the other Disney Plus characters together into the sacred timeline. I think this would have been a nice twist, since we all assumed, hashtag, it's all connected from the start. But maybe that would have been too clever... I was very satisfied with the, with the conclusion we got. I think this will serve as a nice bridge to the next round of movies. I'm ready to see how it all fits. Until then, stay fantastic. And that from Steve Adams. It offers that possibility. And again, to have Loki of all people be the one at the center of that to make it possible, I think makes it unique, makes it special. Uh, so yeah, Matt, uh, hashtag, it's all connected. Well, Pete, as we start to wrap up this conversation, I don't think it's the last Loki podcast conversation. Uh, if there's officially an announcement, there will be no more show, then we will update then. If there's a surprise announcement that Loki will return in TV show or movie, we will announce it there. Um, but of course... This whole journey for two seasons of Loki could not have been made without those who support us on patreon.com slash fantastic geek. They are part of our loom room. <laughs> Everybody who contributes gets access to exclusive content in that loom room. Uh, and many, many times we make things available there for free. Our recently concluded uh, echo poll on how you want to listen, how you want to uh, take in along with us that ride beginning in January. Um, and we will we'll discuss that tomorrow in our special State of the MCU podcast. Yeah, in fact, a, a little semi-spoiler that retroactively ended up informing how we're going to handle what if um, because it's essentially the same principle it's not all at once it's nine episodes nine days but in spirit it's the same thing so uh good stuff there pete i'll just mention and we'll talk we'll talk about it more formally on tomorrow's podcast but uh for patrons a little peek at something that everyone will see uh, on our patreon free to all on monday something to keep an eye on for shall we say later in this upcoming week um but thanks as always and let's keep the marvel conversation going the loki conversation going pete how can people be in touch with you 
you can give me your impressions on uh, Twitter, on uh, threads on Blue Sky regarding the state of the MCU at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J-K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R, 12,600 followers. Can't be wrong. Well, I'm personally on Twitter as Looking Back Lost, at least for as long as Twitter lasts this time. Uh, do be in touch with the podcast. You can comment on fantastgeek.com. You can check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, and threads where we are fantastgeek as well. But wait, Pete, there's more. Don't forget facebook.com slash fantastgeek with the PH, all one word, like it today. As mentioned, Pete, back tomorrow on the Pop Culture Podcast feed to talk about the current state of the MCU and. We'll update this feed with more Loki news as it happens at some point in the past or present or future. With that, Pete, I will say adios to all our listeners and give you the final word. For all time, always. <laughs>